0: listening to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch episode 466. My name is Dave and I'm joined as always by my co-host Wayne as we begin a look at the Amazon Prime Video series Outer Range. A couple uh new changes for you. Your first day of summer vacation and your first time using a non-Mac to record our podcast. Yep.
1: Um I don't know if I'm loving it right now, Dave, to be honest but uh we'll see so i'm going yeah. with audacity rather than garage band and um you know you just said that a lot of podcasters you think you use it so we'll see you know it's just you've been you know so used to using something for so long um and doing things one way that sometimes changes change is not bad per se nor is it necessarily good per se but you know when faced with change and have no choice whether the the change is coming or not then we, we we make adjustments so um you know i i i think it's okay we've got skype set up i've i've got uh audacity seems to be recording my voice right now so i think uh
0: so far so so good yeah and i'm running our backup software just in case um but yeah i mean yeah, we, we don't talk a lot about the technical aspects i mean back in the first few years of the podcast wayne you know you would come over to my house and we'd record together in in the studio and and that was great it was a lot of fun obviously but then like most podcasters they record separately and and you know wayne will send me his uh, audio file and i'll just put it together with mine and and edit from there so uh you know like you said uh, change isn't always bad just uh getting used to some new software but anyway um we've got a new show that we're going to ov- obviously talk about but um you know what are you watching other than outer range
1: okay well um i i think i mentioned two weeks ago i'm um, doing my westworld rewatch and i'm almost there i've I just started season three last night so i think i will be caught up by the time. Uh, season four starts this Sunday. Um, we are recording on Monday right now, so it's less than a week away. So very exciting about that. You know, the I, I'd also mentioned the boys before, and I'm not going to go to talk about that so much as the um, the cartoon series that came out. I think a couple months ago. I can't remember. It wasn't too long ago, either, but my son told me about. it. It's called Diabolical, and it's you know, different uh, cartoons. Little shorts uh, based on the, the 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 boys' world. Not well. One of them features Homelander, a character in the boys, but um, uh, for the most part, um, I think actually maybe Billy Butcher was in one, two. Now that I think about it, but you know, for the most part, um, not actual characters from the the show, but just that world, and it was pretty good. Uh, my the way my son talked about, it, I thought it's going to be a lot better than it was, but. Uh, it was, you know, but it's the same type of, of kind of demented, black, dark humor there um, that, uh, that kind of drives both shows, but, um, but that, that's it really uh, those, those two series take up most of my time then.
0: Cool. Well, you know, I mentioned that um, I went back and I mean, to say a rewatch, I mean, technically it's correct, but i it's been so long I've forgotten all about it, but it's the NBC show manifest. And uh, again, just the, the the premise is that, you know, these people are on a, you know, a, a flight and they're experiencing some, you know, technical difficulties, but they get diverted. They finally land and they are met by, you know, all sorts of law enforcement, government agents, and what we learn is that this flight has been missing for 5 years and the people that are on the flight haven't aged a day so now they've got to reintegrate into their lives and as you might imagine you know some wives and husbands have remarried in the interim and you know it follows this one family as not only do they reintegrate into their their social lives but there's obviously the mystery as they're trying to figure out really what the heck happened. The government's trying to find out what the heck happened. And the two don't always work together seamlessly. So uh, it was on NBC originally. And Wayne, I know you're going to be shocked to hear that NBC took a show that was pretty darn good. It was pretty darn popular and they canceled yeah, yeah. it abruptly after three seasons.
1: Well, they, so what, they need, and I don't know if this is on NBC, but I'm sure they, they did it for like some like masked singer or BS like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, I mean, certainly they did it to timeless, and uh, again, the outrage was highly evident. They ended up getting a two hour movie to bring things to a conclusion. Okay, fine. I mean, Manifest had 16 episodes its first season, thirteen in the second 13 in the third and it and then it got canceled i think michael covered it for den of geek and i think if i recall correctly he said the third season was kind of weak and again obviously we trust michael's opinion so it got canceled it went to netflix and it just absolutely blew up on netflix and netflix said well okay, this is good, and they issued a uh, fourth season of 20 episodes. So, you know, everybody's coming back. Uh, I'm just going kind of an episode at a time. I'm not taking uh, the, the binge standpoint. I've seen six episodes of season one, and I'm really digging it. So, anyway, cool. that's… Uh, well, that's a happy ending there. You yeah,
1: know, that's a nice Yeah. Story,
0: yeah, I mean, 20 episodes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, wow. That's, that's big. Yeah. So I guess the showrunner has convinced them that we've got a lot of material left to cover. And I guess we'll see after that. You know, maybe the they told them you got 20 episodes, but you got to bring it to an end. So, anyway, all right. Well, let's get to Outer Range, which is a new series, uh, an original of Amazon Prime Video. Uh, episode one, titled The Void, created and written by Brian Watkins, directed by Alonzo Ruiz Palacio. And it aired on Amazon Prime Video April 15th, 2022, along with episode two. So it looks like they dropped two episodes at a time. So first impressions, uh, you know, for us, we, ha- we haven't seen the entire series. We're going to go one at a time. What would you think?
1: Well, you know, (laughs) you sound
0: like you're going to be like Fred. It sounds like
1: I, I actually kind of pretty much agree with Fred on this one. But I'm like he, he. I think he at the end, right? He said that he changed his grade for this episode based on what happens in the next episode. So I will, you know, I'm going to kind of, I'm still going to pass judgment on this one, with the caveat that I'm hoping. That it gets better, which apparently it does. But this episode, I was not—you know—it's. I was the more I thought about this, I'm like, okay, the acting was very, very good. I mean, you have Lily Taylor and Josh Brolin; those are two freaking heavyweights, man. You know, and they—they both were great. Uh, Will Patton, as well, is in this. You know, so we got some really good actors that that did a great job. But I, you know, like and pretty much. I'm just going to echo what Fred's going to say later, you know, just the pace was so slow. And it's so like these people's lives are, they're kind of depressing. Not kind of, they're very depressing. It was, and the, the, it's visually so, so dark, you know, like you, you think like out of range, it's going to like these sweeping, you know, panoramic uh, shots of, of the American frontier. Well, not frontier, but you know, like the midwest or the west uh, of, of the united states uh these you know beautiful exterior shots and it was all very closed shots dark like and with my tv is kind of like when when a show is really dark it makes it very tough uh for me to see and I, i'm tired of messing around with the, the picture you. adjustments yeah. you know Um, but it was just, it it was dark in theme. It was dark, you know, literally as how it was shot. So at the end of it, it's just not feeling it yet, but I'm not going to close my mind. I'm not going to say I don't like this series. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of this first episode. If I were watching it on my own, would I watch the second episode? I'd probably watch the second episode just to see if it gets any better. So... But if I were just going to give this one shot to determine whether I was going to watch this series or not, I would not continue with this series after this first episode.
0: Oh, interesting. Now, you use the word dark quite a bit. And, and for me, and, and maybe you subconsciously, I, I, to me, the, the comparisons to the show Dark are there. I I think, and in my notes, I, I mention about, you know, the Abbott family who are, are the ranchers that the story seems to be centered around and and introducing them is obviously a big part of this first episode, but they do tend to sit in the dark a lot, (laughs) which, okay. Now again, uh, do we interpret that to, to imply that, they're in the dark about a lot of things that are going on, well yeah, obviously um you, you know Royal at this point is the only one that knows about the whole and and he's kept well, his entire just- family well- well yeah but um, in, in terms of the abbots, um, right. right, the abbots he's keeping his family entirely in the dark, so uh you know there is that, but you know we always talk about world building in in a lot of these genre shows. And And I think what strikes me about this episode, and I've seen it three times now um, i ha- I had the time and, and, and there was just something about it that that I didn't want to miss anything because I, I think there's a lot that's presented here that's that's going to become meaningful. Um, but the world building is not what we're used to here i mean you look at a show like fringe and it takes place in boston this you know upscale metropolitan area you know one, one of the major cities in the united states and, and probably in the world and you take then a, a show like dark where where we're in winden this small town uh, of course their world building then had to you know go to different time periods of course but it just seems like a lot of what we're Dealing within our world building is th- this high tech world building, and here we've kind of got low tech. I mean, yes. we're, we're not used to being in the American West. I mean, this takes place in Wyoming. They're ranchers. Uh, you know, one of the things that always strikes me it's like, how the hell do they get electricity out there? <laughs> and yeah, I did some research, and there there was a congressional act way back when that said, no, you power companies, you got to run electricity. I don't care how expensive it is, but so, you know, right away, it's just so different from what we're used to. But along with the Abbott family, we've got that that story about the disappearance of Rebecca, Perry's wife. And, and fine, you know, this is supposed to be a genre show. Um, you know, I didn't sign up for a mystery. Okay, fine. I, I just think, you know, with the whole and, and some of the details that we get in this episode that... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm really psyched, but, uh, you mentioned Will Patton and, and he is the patriarch of the Tillerson family who are their next door neighbors at, you know, a, as ranchers and, and the contrast bet- between the two, you know, the, you know, that one scene where they're riding out to the fence and, and you see the three Abbott, uh, men riding horses and the three Tillerson men riding ATVs. Right. And we, and we
1: automatically, oh, I guess these will be the bad guys coming up right. on their, their machines as opposed to the, the horses, the knights on their stallions, right?
0: Right. And even though the one Tillerson son seems to, I don't want to say be on the Abbott's side, but, but he says, I don't know what got into my father. It's like, you know, I'll almost like I'll talk to him to see if he'll back off. But, you know, still now uh we're also introduced to autumn the 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 stranger i'm making air quotes and and you know there's certainly a, a heavy mystery vibe surrounding her yeah, and, and she's and, weird as shit man well yeah but the <laughs> thing here is she knows more than she's let on i mean I, I, that's obvious and, well, there, and there's yeah <laughs> and, and there's some things that you know uh, she says that are easy to just let go by without saying hey well, wait a minute what did she
1: say yeah uh, she's just a very disconcerting character and, I, I, and again this i get my hats off to the actress and i don't have her name i'm i mean she really weirded me out like sure the whole like she seems like you know i mean josh brolin's a big he's a pretty big hombre right he's a big yeah. dude oh yeah and she is not big she's a tiny person but I was scared for him, even when she they first met. I'm like, I'm a little worried about Royal here, man. This chick is so freaking weird. Like, so yeah, and and I, I think the the actress does a, a, an awesome job of making you know this character just so disconcerting and and so peculiar and out there and that we know there's something to her but and and for her to even though she doesn't physically appear to be imposing or a threat but to to you know actually to at least to my mind to be super threatening like right from the go
0: yeah now the title of the episode is the void and you know, obviously it's been a a while for both of us uh, from our college days but but I still remember you know learning about the void in, in terms of different cultures creation myths uh, and and certainly in the Greeks the, the void is that blank state before the universe is created so we've got this mysterious hole in the ground and the, the, an episode title like this but then and I know you're not a fan of voiceovers but we only get two here and I love the way they bookend the episode because the opening scene where it's thunder lightning it's at night and and we see this guy who you know we of course learn is Josh Brolin's character Royal Abbott carrying this bloodied body over his shoulder and then he just drops it into something which of course at this point we don't know what it is yeah, it kind of lights. like
1: water at first. But,
0: yeah, um, yeah, but it, clearly it, 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 he was dropping it into something. Um, lights shine on him, and, and we see him standing there shirtless. And, and then this voiceover is recounting the Greek god Kronos, king of the Titans, but also the god of time, and this idea about the tear that he creates between heaven and hell. Okay, we can't help, but think okay well by the time we get to the end of this episode it doesn't seem unreasonable to consider time travel as part of this series i mean the 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 voiceover at the end is her voice and the actress's name is imogen poots and you know she's basically telling the same story so here we hear it from royal and then at the end we hear it from her so you know, what is it we've got here? We don't know. And then, you know, on the one hand, I'm not a fan of an opening scene like this. And then we see three days earlier. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, fine. I can roll with that. That's, that's not a big deal. He hears that rumbling. And right away we're we're thinking like, okay, that's something. Uh, He asks if they hear that. and, And of course they, they ignore him and then, his wife says we're going to be late for church. Right. And he says, well, what do you mean? What time's church? And she says 10. He's like, well, it's only eight. So for me, right away, I'm thinking like, okay, well that's weird. And then, you know, upon rewatching the episode a couple, multiple times, I'm thinking like, all right, well dude lost two hours somehow. Now his kid says, dad, you got to get a cell phone. So okay i mean it's possible his watch you know the battery's dying right
1: yeah, they, they, if that were if that were it they, they would have bothered putting this scene in there right and they obviously include this scene because it's significant and i agree he's lost two hours he dipped his hand why he put his hand in there i don't know Usually when I see something that I'm unfamiliar with, I don't go dipping my hand into it, but you know, maybe he's bored, but, uh, but yeah, clearly they, they brought that up to show that he has literally lost two hours of time.
0: Right. And you mentioned dipping his hand in there and he also, there are some images that flash really, really quickly. One is of a young boy who we don't see in this episode. Two but- young
1: boys, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, So, you know. Well, and then, well, I mean, but also he sees the future, doesn't he? Well, yeah, right. Because you're talking about the scene with the sheriff. Yeah. Right. So, you know, what is it about this, you know, this whole, I mean, I I go back to you've bookended the episode with the god Kronos tearing a hole in the universe and, and okay, well you tear a hole in the universe, you know, look, we watch dark. We, we Mm. know that's (laughs) Now, you know, we, we get the idea that his wife is pretty religious. I love the fact, you know, he goes to church, but he's sitting in the back reading. Um, Not, not a big fan, I guess, of going to church. And then we get that scene where Amy, who is Perry's daughter and, her mother, Rebecca, is the one that we 're told has been missing for i think it's nine months nine, yeah,
1: well, yes, right, because they say they're the FBI is no longer looking for her because it's been nine months yeah
0: R- right, so uh you know she's in bed, I think, and you know ask her grandma tell- tell me the story of how you and granddad met and and this whole idea that he never knew his parents, um something happened to make him want to run away, he can't remember. He walked up to this ranch. Her family took him in, and obviously they fell in love, got married, and happily ever after. At least until well, he yeah. discovers the whole.
1: <laughs> well, um, I, we don't. Not that we, I mean, we don't get a sense that there it's an unhappy marriage. But but this is not a happy family, right? I mean the, and we really get this idea. A that they mention more than one character mentions the precarious state of their of the the ranch itself um and their you know their looming inability to hold on to it in the the face of more modern or collectivized or corporate uh ranches that are around them and then b the disappearance of rebecca and so we get a feeling that these two things have really weighing down this family and especially i think Perry just seems like he's literally like hunched over a lot and seems to be you know have like the really the weight of the world on his shoulders this is a very close family right they they obviously will do anything for one another and we don't see you know see them as being unhappy with one another but it's not a happy family it's a family that that's seen a lot of misfortune
0: yeah and, and his his wife's you know i guess depending on religion to help her get through it, it it just doesn't resonate with him at all but he's in the barn with the horses and he hears that rumble again and you know again it's not clear whether his wife also hears it but then again we get that visual of the birds flying and and the idea and we've seen it in you know a lot of literature that that unnatural events definitely resonate with nature and animals and, and Mm -hmm. and things like that. So something's going on for sure. And then we cut to Wayne Tillerson played by Will Patton. Again, you mentioned the acting at the beginning of the discussion and, and yeah, I mean, you've got some heavyweights in in this and he seems to sense that something's afoot. He pulls off his oxygen, gets out of his chair And then he starts talking to the buffalo head on the wall. Yeah. You feel it too. But then the camera also focuses on this rock or object. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Right. On the table next to where he was sitting. And then the next thing you know, he's calling the abbots. Uh, He talks to uh, Cecilia. Something is happening. Something is coming. So, you you know, we've got this. You know, okay, maybe it's not science fiction, but but supernatural. I, I think it's it's got you know it's more than just you know I think uh, a tornado's coming or or you know whatever kind of bad weather hits Wyoming. So you know the fact that it's extended beyond Royal to Wayne, I think is fascinating as well.
1: Wayne seems like he has more an awareness of what's going on you know, like he seems to know a little bit about what's going
0: on yes kind of. uh, right um, so <clears throat> yeah as, as opposed to royal who is now trying to figure out what the hell is going on what what is happening i, I believe the me. words
1: he used was what the fuck but yes
0: yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but he screams it like he's just
1: frustrated it's like i don't understand this is beyond my comprehension as a human being you know this yeah. is be you know and and so that we see, what the fuck, yeah, you know, it's just like, you know, usually I, I I'd say that when I spill something, but you know, like he's just a complete existential frustration.
0: So you can only imagine. You mentioned the the financial stress that that we know this family is under. You know, because the family farm, it's just I don't want to say it's it's being phased out in America and probably around the world to a large extent but but it kind of is they discover two cattle are missing which again you, you just think like man that must be a job in and of itself sure they're going to go check the fences this young woman carrying a backpack walks up to them uh, claims to know that they're conservationists uh, I'm not homeless I'm a poet well we're not in the market for poems <laughs> you know we always talk about all right what are are some of the great lines and and i suspect you've got a difficult road to hoe on this on this one for the end of the podcast (laughs) yeah but but she just wants a place to camp for a few days and he agrees to let autumn stay and then she says glad to finally meet you now again the first time i watched it okay whatever But having seen it three times, okay. Well, what do you know about? I mean, yeah. What is that? What do you mean by that? Like
1: finally, like what? Like I mean, she obviously knew about the place already. So okay, I get that. But you're right. There seems more to that line than than the literal.
0: Right. I mean, what do we have out here? We have a cattle ranch, and I don't know if we really know what the Tillerson's ranch does i assume cattle as well though i don't think we saw yet and i guess at this point it doesn't really matter but you know what has she researched about them i mean what's the what's the point you know it's like and she even says so you know what what would you sell it for five six mil and he's like you got the money on you maybe (laughs) right she's so weird right and and when she offers to pay to camp we don't really see how much she's offering but apparently it was a lot so i don't know if it was like a a wad of hundred dollar bills or what but
1: well it's just from boulder that place is expensive place to live so well
0: that's that's a good point but you know so they split up to to start looking for the missing cattle royal sees uh, autumn's tent that she's got set up in the distance but then he it, something draws him and he rides toward it dismounts and we see the for the first time this perfectly round hole in the ground I, it's hard to get a sense of how big i i just put in my notes 10 to 15 feet maybe in dynam, uh, diameter clearly his horse is bothered throws a rock in but we don't hear anything other than the rumble and then you mention when he reaches his hand in and has some sort of flash memory that, that startles him and, and he does see an event that hasn't happened yet, which, okay. He, right. he lost two hours of time. Now he can see the future. Okay. I, you know, I, I, I know the pace is slow. You know, Fred says it in his feedback. You, you, said the same and i and i agree it it, it is but i don't know all these little details really have drawn me in and and you know when he gets home sheriff joy is inside and you know again telling the family that the fbi is going to stop looking but we've seen this before right because he's seen it before
1: right well it, it was weird because like when he puts his hand in and we see this exact scene. He's walking down the hall. Cecilia's there. She says, Joy's here. And then something like, I, I think she says, like, say hi or something. He turns. And in the vision, it's just like a flash of light. We don't actually see Joy. So, you know, a bit of a disappointment that Joy's just like the sheriff. Maybe. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a little bit more spectacular uh, because, you know, for some reason, they didn't want to give us that information before. But, but Yeah. So, but you know, what, what, what are we to think of that? I don't know. I have no idea what to think of this at all, except for his, his relationship with time or, or the, you know, the, the void or I guess, is it, are we going to call it the void? Is that what to call the big hole?
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, sounds you know, cooler than the, the big hole. Yeah, the big, right. <laughs>
1: um, you know, that, that this void clearly has Something well, and then talking about Chronos as well—that you know, time is going to be a, a big issue here. So that's that—that's one thing for me to hold on to. At the end of this, even though I, I, and I'm not going to say this was a—I refuse to say that this is a bad episode because it's not. It, like as you're saying, there's a lot of good stuff going on here. The fact that at the end of it, it left kind of like a kind of bitter taste in my mouth, maybe because it was a little depressing, but that's not again. I, I think all this stuff is purposefully done. And I'm sure as I go on and watch, then this episode will, you know, I'll probably look more favorably back on this episode. Might even go back and rewatch it. Cause I just, now after I know all this stuff, now I'm going to go back and maybe that first episode will be a little bit, but, but clearly this is a, going to be a, a, a show messing with time
0: for sure. Yeah. And whether Names have, you know, a, a deeper meaning. I mean, clearly, Sheriff joy is not bringing joy to no. the Abbott family, and and you know, maybe I'm like, mm, okay, Dave, you, you maybe, but you know, let let's put that on hold for now. Yeah,
1: we'll put that as the back burner for the time being. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you know, we again see a, a scene with Amy and her grandma, and she's saying her prayers, asks for her mom to return, and then the scene cuts to Autumn at her tent so right away we're thinking wait a minute is autumn her mother and then we're like well no of course not because she's already met royal and
1: right i mean well you know physically right she's not you know but but that's i'm glad you mentioned because that's again so disconcerting she's sitting there like at the campfire and the campfire is in the foreground. She's in the background. She's kind of looking right. Not even at the, at the fire. She's looking at us. She's looking at the camera and it freaks me out, but she looks so demonic, you know, like it's just more of how, like, I'm not saying she's like the quote unquote bad guy, though what she does at the end, not great, but I mean, she's just, i mean just everything about her just seems so off and to me seems threatening and that that scene they cut right from amy saying her prayers to autumn sitting at the fire man that was that was a very noticeable jump
0: i mean like i put that in my notes like wow well i mean she is the quintessential stranger and as as you say whether or not that's going to turn out to be a bad thing for the abbots and and the tillersons i i guess as well remains to be seen i mean it certainly seems as if she's here to turn the abbots lives completely upside down we don't necessarily know how yet i mean clearly from a physical standpoint we know she's not rebecca but like you say we already see the the mysterious properties of this hole. So, you know, as Royal says, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I think you're, you're right to see, is there some connection? Clearly there's a connection between August and Rebecca, because like I said, that very noticeable jump from the daughter praying for her mother's return, then cutting right after she says it cuts to that shot of August. All right. There is definitely a connection between those two.
0: Yep. Yeah. Now Royal then rides out to the hole. He throws dirt in it, and, and we get it. It's like you throw it in. Okay, well, how deep is it? Is there a bottom? Well, yeah, and, he's, Yeah, like he
1: tries to fill it in. Like, dude, you threw a rock in there and didn't hear it land. Yeah. Well, I wasn't like, sure
0: if he was trying to fill it in. I mean, I throw, think he, he is. He's got his okay. shovel. He,
1: I think. He's well, then he
0: it. tries to cover it with a tarp. And right. Uh, geez i can't even cover my wood pile with a tarp like that so i
1: was <laughs> um, like like what is that gonna do like, uh, like it, it's yeah it, it's so funny because like uh, there, there are these the human the human trying to fight against this force that is beyond him and it's beyond his comprehension of how to combat this right like he's he's trying these these typical methods of oh there's a big hole i fill it in i'll just dig fill it back in with dirt right but that's how he said work he throws a shovel in, in frustration right then the tarp you know i'm gonna cover it with the tarp i'm gonna cover it over so out of sight out of mind right if i put this piece of plastic over it, it it'll all go away and that doesn't work either and then that's where he just starts with the cursing you know like royal is he's just trying to come up with a a way of of understanding and dealing with this and he's he's just not at this point capable of doing so
0: right and and we now know know, because we've seen the the episode that well this is where he throws the dead body to get rid of it but at this point you know he hasn't done that yet he just throws that notice that he's going to have to give up a mile of his property to the tillersons he throws that in again symbolically like okay it's going to go away and i don't have to deal with it which of course we know is absurd he of course knows it's absurd but but still and then he looks up and there's a buffalo next to him and with arrows in it with arrows in it right and on the one hand i'm at first thinking like, well, okay, yeah, we know they're cattle ranchers. I guess they're still buffalo out. I don't know. But then when we see the two arrows and everything we have learned in this episode about time, you know, not the least of which is the, you know, the bookend voiceovers. Well, okay. Who would shoot a buffalo with arrows? It's
1: It's been a while since people have done that.
0: Yes. So, Okay. Um I mean obviously we have to consider Native Americans and Well yeah. they haven't been there since the mid to late 1800s. Well they they're
1: around. They're there. Well yeah, still. but I mean
0: in terms of hunting buffalo. Right, right. Yeah. And these do not look like modern arrows. No. I mean so so, so there is that, and and yeah. and, and then well, where the hell did it come from? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, when you look around, you know, there, there's not anything out there. It, it's just open pasture, open land. So, yeah. Oh, well, okay. well, then even
1: more when we see the bu- buffalo. Now, is it's I don't know if it's the same buffalo because I don't know if the one that stops the Rhett's truck. But, you know, there's a buffalo on the road that prevents Rhett from going to, I guess they're going to take, was it Trevor? Trevor's body? Right. To his, you know, to Wayne's house where the buffalo stops him and forces him to turn around. Right. And go back, which then, you know, leads to all the events of Royal dumping it into the void, which then leads to him getting pushed into the void by August. So right there's this certain
0: sense of, uh, of fate, I guess, maybe? Yeah. Well, as uh, men that have been married for a long time to their wives, we relish that time when they say, you know, you were right. <laughs> uh, I've, been, I've been trying to get married to watch this episode for a while now. She finally relented last night. I told her, look, I got, I, I want to watch it again. I'm recording with Wayne at 11. She's like, okay, fine. Well, after we watched the episode, it it still, you know, we still had some time before we were going to go to bed. Well, okay. She is, was an English major as well. So, she, so her theory, and I didn't think about this at all. The, the, is the Buffalo, some sort of spirit guide for, Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I did too. I'm like, yeah. Um, I didn't want to like praise her too much. You know, I mean, but, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, come I was, on, Dave. I, I, I was still basking in that you were right. Um, You're right. <laughs> it's just going to yeah.
1: hold on to it. Well, but My wife watched was watching this with me, too, but she bailed uh, right about the time, I think, that uh, Perry killed Trevor. She was like, I'm uh, out. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. He rides to... Autumn's camp and and you know, ostensibly just say you need to stay between these boundaries and and again we don't know his ranch that well, but we assume it's so she doesn't go near the hole or I'm sorry the void and that's the scene where she says, well what would it take to buy the ranch so he, we've got to think again with the mystery surrounding her with the money she flashes in that earlier scene is she seriously Asking to buy this ranch. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know, he's like, no way. It's not for sale at any price. And she's like, yeah, well, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's got a price. Yeah. And he confronts her about having the money. And she's like, well, girl's got to have her secrets. Ah, what so about weird. you, Royal? You have any secrets? Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that that last line, I'm here whenever you do. So- You know, it's almost like she knows that he knows about the void, but we don't have any evidence of that at this point. Or are there other secrets that she somehow knows that I I don't want to say that he doesn't know, but, you know, certainly we don't know. We don't know that he doesn't know. know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she is definitely clued into a lot of this stuff that's going on. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and everything. So, yeah, you know, but, and you know, it's actually, it's funny because, you know, the, her offering, like she says, five million, six million, like right there, she th- throws in another million, like she was like, you know, it was like five cents, six cents, you know, like she's five million, six million. And, you know, he, he his heart says the automatic answer is absolutely not. No, this has been in this family for, it's not even his family, right? It's his right. It's hers. Family, so, He's like, I absolutely, you know, won't sell. Nope, no way. Never, ever, ever. But then, like, especially with the boys, we see the boys later in the bar. And I think Rhett says, you know, if we had sold this 10 years ago, you could just imagine these these two guys who are, you know, they're they're dutiful sons, right? Sure. Um that they still help their dad on the ranch in this tough life, but they can't help but look and say, Man, shit we could have sold this place and we'd have, we'd be millionaires right now. Not a financial care in the world, not having to get up at the break of dawn every single day to bust my ass with this difficult job. You know, I mean, you can kind of see like their, their point of view, or I guess it's just Rhett and that Perry just seems to be, you know, he's, he's kind of the older, just, just, do do what I'm supposed to do, you know. Follow Dad, you know. Be the dutiful son. Um, and, and Rhett is the one who's a little bit more questioning of this thing. But but you can, yeah. I mean that that's it's that financial aspect is is you know we see that at a number of points in this episode of how significant that is for this family,
0: right? And we don't really know what Perry did while Rebecca was around and that that he, Rebecca, and Amy were a family. Did they? Have their own house and and worked on the farm, or worked on the ranch as well. So so we don't really know if you know he had another life at this point. But yeah, again, I think in the the big picture, that's probably not that important. But but then you mentioned the bar, and and I forget who it was that said nothing good happens after midnight. That's you know every um, every coach ever. Yeah, right. (laughs) Every every
1: college coach ever, especially. (laughs)
0: Um, but, but we see the brothers in the bar and they've been drinking for a while and then they, they see Maria come in and, and apparently this was, you know, the girl that he was in love with in high school, but never had the courage to ask her out. So, you know, now they're kind of, you know, when I say hooking up that not, not hooking up in the, you know, the, the, the way it's implied, uh, in 2022, but they're, they're kind of reconnecting. They, they seem to have a, a, an easy, I don't know, discussion. It's not hard for them to talk and all of that. Exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 They, they kind of, they, well, I mean, she looks like she's into him and we we know that he's into her. And, and so they, it's kind of like a little slightly flirtatious, but yeah, it's, it's not an awkward conversation. As you said, it's very, they easily slip into this friendly type of conversation. Yeah
0: right but then we get the the pivotal moment of the episode where perry goes outside to puke i mean he's upset with rebecca he still can't let that go he accidentally pukes on this guy's boots and and we don't know who the guy is at first but then it it becomes clear that he's one of the tillerson brothers so now he wants to fight and he 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 uses the wrong trigger for perry no matter like, how drunk he is. Yeah. that
1: he. I'm not saying he deserved to die, but we feel a lot less bad about his passing because he is such an asshole. Like, I mean, even before when they the face off at the fence, he's the one like, you know, you got, you know, like, well, Luke is like, as you said before, like, I don't know why my dad's doing this. I'll talk to him about, it. you know, Trevor's like, F you, you know. Get off this land. This is our land now. He's just a complete a-hole. And right. then this, he just pushes it way. Like I I'm like, he's this guy's gonna die. You know, I yeah. think most not that not that Paris should have beat him to death. I probably didn't need to keep punching him in the
0: throat. But you know, we get it to some extent. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, I mean, this is our this is our our life. You're you're, you're threatening to take our lifeblood away from us. Now, to be fair, they're not taking the whole ranch. They're you know I think he says a mile, which yeah, I I, I think for us living in suburbia, that seems like a you know incredible amount of land. Yeah, but I,
1: that seems to be like a lot of land. Yeah,
0: but but Rhett's inside chatting it up with Maria. We see that this you know might might go somewhere uh that that you know that they both want to go and then he sees out the window that that perry's in you know some sort of confrontation with trevor goes out knocks the crap out of trevor and then goes back inside with maria but you know the tillerson guy doesn't know when to stay down and then or when to shut up or when to shut up and and perry literally beats him to death and and obviously the the kill shot is that that blow to the throat that you mentioned you know you know at this point but what happens then next in in terms of the 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 episode cecilia and royal are talking about rebecca's absence and you know that whole idea that she believes in god's plan he She doesn't think Rebecca's coming back, but he's not convinced. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting that the woman that has faith in God and that God has a plan for everything is now accepting that God's taken her. He's not so sure. And I'm thinking like, well, okay, where when, when you want something to disappear, where does it go at this point? So, I, I mean— I know it seems as if Royal just discovered the void. Right. Uh, I mean, is it ridiculous to think, well, maybe Rebecca fell in there? Now, that would imply that the hole was open nine months ago. What was she doing out there anyway? So it doesn't really make any sense, but... It's
1: it's possible, but yeah, you're right. It it seems... It seen well again, the I'm sure the ranch is very, very big. Are there parts of his land that Royal would not have seen in the last nine months? Yeah. Right. Mm, I don't know, maybe. Right. So it's it's all I just I'm not familiar with this to to be. But yeah, yeah. So it's it's all it's all possible for sure. I mean right. we we have to think that Rebecca's disappearance and this void have something to do with one another.
0: Now We then see Autumn writing in a notebook and she's drawing, I think, you know, I don't know what. But, you know, the other thing, again, we talk about introducing objects or, you know, whatever. And, and, you know, you don't do it for no good reason. What I notice in this episode a couple of times is, is, you know, a fixation on her part with the necklace she's wearing that, that, you know, she seems to be i don't know touching it a lot holding it a lot so i don't know um i just you know again on rewatches i noticed that back to the brothers what do you want to do do you want to drive two hours to the hospital and i'm thinking like why he's dead what's the hospital yeah. gonna do
1: <laughs> right uh,
0: um and then suddenly like you mentioned the buffalo blocks their path and it's the same one as you said with the two arrows they drive home uh, royals pissed all right let's fix this and we know right away what royals planning to do with this body and yeah. you know he tells the boys "All right, you do this you burn the shirts um uh, clean out the truck and you were thinking like all right well they're gonna get away with it i guess <laughs> i guess but then of course the we're back to the bar they recognize their brother's missing and, and, uh, you know, they make a beeline for. Well, because
1: a, Rhett's buckle fell yes, off, right? Right, right. Now, Again. How can you miss that? You know, if that buckle is no longer on your pants, how would you not know that? You know, it'd be like, oh, damn, I had this huge buckle. and Now it's gone. Like, r- you know, right, right. Um, so, 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 but, but yeah, I mean, but obviously narratively, the, the other brothers need to directly go to the Tillerson's to force uh, Royals' hand here.
0: Right. And and so at this point, we've got that rock at Wayne Tillerson's, you know, that, that I don't know, it seems to be significant in some way. We've got the necklace, if you want to buy into that. Uh, we've got the belt buckle now, which, you know, in, in terms of having meaning, you know, I, I think like you're implying that, that it, it's, Something that once the sheriff gets involved, which you know we know she almost has to, that that might be meaningful in terms of you know proving guilt. Whose blood is it on the belt buckle? And then, of course, as Mary said, how the hell did the belt buckle fall off? I'm like, I you know that's
1: another thing.
0: Not 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 wearing belt buckles like that myself. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's an improbable event. It, you know, it's an improbable event yeah. to, as I said, to, to set that part of the story in motion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and then the level of entitlement that the Tillerson sons have, you know, just pounding on the door. I'm going you know, he's like, well, hold on, I'm going to go get the key. And, and it's like, he tries to close his own door. Nope. You're not closing your own door. Just break open, you know, the barn door, yeah. drive through the fence. It's like, Fuck. You yeah. know, who 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 do you think you people are? Well, um, to be fair, they did kill their brother. Yeah, but so, they don't know that at this well, point. Pretty, and, and
1: again. I mean, I think they're pretty sure something screwy is going on and, and,
0: and uh, Rhett is at the center of it. Yeah, but I mean, do you jump to murder right away i mean yeah, uh, yeah we don't question. like each other but we've known each other our whole lives we've we've lived next door to each other our whole lives and, and, and then again we get that yeah it's almost like uh, yeah the body has to fall off the horse because we've got to in we've got to increase the tension of the scene right. uh he he le- loses his shirt and, and we saw that earlier that that flash of uh, of a shirt in the fence and we don't know what it means. Well, of course now we do right. Throws Trevor's body into the hole. And then suddenly there's autumn shining a light on the shirtless Royal. And she asks, you know, or she says, you must know something. Why else would you throw a body in there? And then that's, you know, she asks about Kronos recounts the story of the God using the sickle. And, you know, does anybody else know about this? And he's like, Nope. All right, this is our little secret. The world's been waiting for something like, oh, okay. Now, granted, she may have mental problems. <laughs> you know, we don't <laughs> know. And then she just pushes him in the hole. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, episode two, are are we going to be without Royal? So, you know, we've already got the Trevor deal and that yeah. he's missing. So now is this like, you know... we. Re- well, Retaliation, karma. I mean,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. I'm thinking you don't sign Josh Brolin on to kill him off at the end of episode one. You know? Well, true. That's that's true. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, that's what I, normally I'd be like, oh no, but I'm like, ah, he's gonna be all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's Josh Brolin. Like there's no way that they're gonna kill him off. All right. Now, that being said, maybe they did, and then that would be. A quite a ballsy move on the creators of the show, but I feel like uh, that's not a thing.
0: Well, I mean, that's all I got. Anything else you want to bring up? Well, just you know, like like Fred said that he was very surprised that Autumn pushed
1: him in. Where I would say I was not at all surprised because a Autumn has been weirding me out this entire episode. So I knew, like I said, like my suspicions right at first that she was dangerous or or you know something like that totally confirmed at the end but also the fact that i'm like hey royal um why don't you get away from the edge of the hole just take a couple steps forward buddy you know but he doesn't he just stands there and the whole time he's talking like i'm almost like i don't even hear what the conversations between the two characters because my brain is just screaming get away from the hole, royal she's gonna push you in bro and then she did because he just was standing there like uh, unsuspecting so like i you know like i said royal was not as suspicious of august and, and um, as weird out as i was but if i were royal i would have been nowhere near the edge of that thing i've been like ah, i'm just gonna stand over here august while we speak if that's okay with you so yeah all right anything else no it's just you know i i kind of you said you don't like but i i I'm not necessarily a huge fan of it well, you know what I do actually I think like the uh like cold opening and then we go back and then you know the rest of the episode leads us up to what we saw in that first scene. um I know it's kind of you know cliche a little bit, but um I thought especially here, it worked because yeah. you know at the in the beginning we just have no idea. What's going on at all, and then um, you know, and then as it plays out, we find out what what the deal is. So um, I thought that was that was actually pretty well done. That's well. One thing, like you know, when she said Kronos, I think about at first I thought it was like C R O N O S, which was the Titan father of Zeus, but that is not the god. This is C H R O N O S. who is the, like, basically Father Time, right? Sure. Sickle, um, and it's just a personification of the time. So it's not that. I think that, that's it. So, yeah, we'll talk about grade at the end.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's get to the feedback section, and Ben Mason checked in again in the Facebook group. Now, his comments are about be foreigners, because as he told us in his feedback last week, he's got a tough time keeping pace with whatever we're watching, which is fine. Ben, keep you know, keep doing it yeah. this way. this is great. I no love worries. to hear from you it 's a podcast uh, it's still there, yep. uh listening to your podcast of the final episode now, and I've got a few thoughts. If Alphater can heal from the knife wound due to whatever superpowers she appears to possess, that might also protect her from the stroke Alex got from traveling. but why wouldn't the time demon John Roberts have the same healing powers that's a good answer, so yeah. I think mm-hmm. we have to accept that. She's special. Um, yep. So, John had previously said he always was Jack, and I took that to mean time was immutable and history doesn't change. As in, prior to John's travel back to Whitechapel, the murders existed and didn't just pop into existence after John traveled back. If so, how could he possibly think he could kill the first fish? Oh. Like Wayne said, another fish would come inevitably. And in real immutable history, it always was the second fish that made it. (laughs) But but then again, if time is immutable, how is the vulva just an opportunistic sorceress? I took that to mean she's created this world through the opportunity of the rift. Thanks for pointing out all the literature references and the frequent callbacks to fish. I missed missed that when I watched Thanks for sharing my feedback. Glad to hear your thoughts. Totally agree. Good shows give answers and leave you wanting to know more. So, yeah, you know, that's kind of what you, you pointed out about, you know, fine. You kill the first fish, then it's going to be the second fish. So, you know, if if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And and,
1: uh, so. oh, and I saw my friend Cindy like that post, too. Yeah. She's one of my high school buddies. Oh,
0: OK. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, why don't we hear what Fred's got for us this week, and we'll be right back.
2: Hello, Dave and Wayne and all listeners to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Outer Range Season 1, Episode 1. I absolutely will give this series a chance, but so far it didn't inspire me too much. A real American Midwest, I assume, A story about farms, about land, about quarrels about land, about small village quarrels, about small village love stories. Quite slow paced. On the other hand that has possibly something to do that we have to learn who the characters are. So quite some character building and that can feel as slow paced. What I did like is seeing Lily Taylor here as Cecilia Abbott. And where do you recognize her from, David Wayne? She plays Linda Romanchek in Hemlock Grove. Okay, what do we got in the sense of supernatural? We got a black hole, not in space, this time in the ground. It gives me a little bit of feeling of everything that disappears into that, that you will end up in a kind of underworld, like in Stranger Things. As far as season three, because I'm not finished watching season four, but in season three of Stranger Things, that was a clear theme. Furthermore, as a supernatural thing, we have this bison with these Indian, probably, arrows in his back. And one thing I didn't see coming, of course, is Autumn pushing Royal into this black hole. So this could make the next episode quite different. So I keep an open mind and see what happens. Based on what I've seen now and the fact that this is a pilot that should grab you, I will give it a C. Perhaps I just stop this recording, watch episode two and then give a little, well... Not spoilery, but a feedback on what I think further. Okay, shortly coming back after I've seen episode two. The atmosphere and the pace stays the same. Getting more and more involved into the characters and somewhat the story makes it, of course, more interesting. Especially at the end of the second episode, Having seen the second episode, I would change my grade for the first of a C to, let's say, a B- or even a B. Okay, that was all. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands.
0: You know, on the one hand, Fred, I'm not surprised that you're feeling a bit uninspired at this point. I mean, it does develop slowly, but, uh, you know, hopefully after... You know, maybe listening to the podcast, rewatching if you have a chance to do that, you, you'll you'll think differently. Uh, dude, we we knew he was going to bring up Hemlock Grove, right? As soon as yeah, Lily Taylor, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And, and there are the supernatural elements, but but interestingly, and for me, not surprisingly, you know, he gives it a C minus, and then he went ahead and watched episode two, so uh, I'm assuming he sees something there. That's going to, you know, the, cause him to change his grade to a, you know, B minus or a B. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. But anyway, anything else about Fred's feedback? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Lily Taylor, I, I love Lily
1: Taylor. She is one of my absolute favorite actresses. Everything, And she, she's like one of those actresses that or actors, actresses, you know, it, it's like, I don't know if I've ever saw her in something crappy. Yeah, Yeah. Like, she's always in good stuff. I think she's very selective about what she does, and she picks up. Is it a little hurtful to see her as a grandmother now, because I think she's about my age? She's probably a little bit older, but, you know, like, I feel like, you know, like, I've known Lily Taylor for a long time. Not known, obviously, but, you know, like, feel like you've known her from, you know, back in the Mystic Pizza days, way back when, so her to be a grandmother makes me feel a little old but it's great to see her and josh brolin i mean come on yeah like you know like we've got an actual titan playing this guy uh even though like we said Kronos isn't a titan but you know like the, the the big heavyweight actors there is awesome and lily taylor like i said i will watch pretty much anything though um the last thing i saw was actually perry mason did you watch perry mason on hbo
0: you know we started to watch it, and we saw the first episode you know i th- I would have kept going, but my wife nixed that, and, and I guess I wasn't you know okay I- into it well, it was not. pretty good
1: yeah, and she was she was in and she was great uh, oh okay so uh but yeah I, like uh basically pretty much Fred, everything you said there I a hundred percent agree with you know point for point what you were saying uh and and I also. I am anticipating that my opinion of this. Sh- now, actually, just talking about with you, Dave, I have, I think my grade has come up from what I was going to give it now to what I'm going to give it, or what I was going to give it before to what I'm going to give it now is, has changed through talking this out with you. It's still not going to be a good one, but I am then anticipating, as, as Fred said, that the, the next episode or the episodes following will improve my uh, outlook on this episode.
0: So. Okay, well, I'm a big boy. I can take it. Let let's hear it. Well,
1: okay. So I I I, 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 I didn't think I was going to go as far as a D on. This. Oh my god! I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I thought about it for a brief hot moment, and then I thought, okay, maybe just a solid C. I was going to go with. You know, actually, I think maybe I was thinking like more C minus. C in that area. I tend to overgrade a little bit, except for the the high level A's, right? But I'm going to pull it up to a, a I'll, I'll call this a, you know, do I, do I want to go to B? Mi- I'm looking at the C plus, B minus. Area. I'm just going to give it a C plus with the, The, the I'm, I'm going to add into that the addendum that uh, I might want to change the grade after seeing the next episode.
0: Okay. So, so after, uh, my mother calls you, then you'll maybe. maybe <laughs> it enjoy. was just.
1: It was just so. Like, I guess it was too dark. It was too depressing. It was like, and like Fred said, like ranchers in Wyoming, like, is that really in my interest bubble? And the answer to that is no, nah, not Yeah, but really. why? I mean, I just, don't know why. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Because there's no lasers or spaceships or yeah, you know, I don't know. Okay. But, but, but then you would say, but Wayne, you love dark, right? Did, did it was just about a small German town, right? And right. I'd be like, yeah, good point, Dave. And a mysterious cave, right? Right. So um, here we got a big hole. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? I, I'm yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna stick with C plus. Okay. But I, I anticipate that grade, um, you know, coming up you know and I might go watch episode two right now and then just you know text you and say all right, change my, change my, if 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 you see that my grade is now uh raised on the website, it's because i've I've watched the show and i I told dave to to
0: pop the grade up for me cool well, I'm gonna go b plus and and I think for me just as a pilot that you you have to, as we've said many times, you have to capture your audience and you may not get a second chance to make a first impression to to use a a trite phrase that seems to be highly meaningful in this, you know, in what we do with with TV shows. So it it does take a while to get going. And and there is that, and everybody's not going to watch an episode two or three times. The way we do so right. you know uh but i'm going to stick with the b plus and and uh okay. go from there so uh fred thank you for your feedback um you know any final comments before we get out of here um i don't think so okay well that will do it for this episode of sci-fi tv rewatch thank you for joining us love to hear what you think about outer range any last thoughts on Be Foreigners, anything going on in your genre TV world, check out the Facebook group if you haven't already. rewatch at gmail.com is how you can reach us. We'll be back next week to talk about episode two of the Amazon Prime video series, Outer Range. But until then.
1: You know, Dave, I know you're, you're, you kind of like keep asking me about whether I, you know, maybe could engineer these episodes once in a while. But you know what? If you think I'm going to bail you out of your responsibilities, you got another thing coming.